Hello, this is Joshua, and this is the Black Door Music Argument. On this, the Mop and Bucket LP, we discuss love songs. The ones you love, the ones you hate, and of course, the ones you hate to love. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to record during this episode. But don't worry, I still sent in my list of songs that I felt needed to be discussed. Enjoy. Some songs promise of things to be. Some songs describe your perfect partner. Jesus fucking Christ, you assholes. <laughs> I think we should be allowed to react to No, that. no, no, no. This is a cold <laughs> open. Cold <laughs> open. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be funny. I know. Okay, okay. Keep I go. can't go, 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 not go. You gotta, react dude, Will to you it. just go already? I'm leaving okay. all of this in. <laughs> assholes. Please do. You gotta get that deep. Get the rasp. Oh, some songs. <laughs> Are you keeping that in, too? In a world where songs tell you of things to be. <laughs> <clears throat> Shit, this is not going to go well. <laughs> no, it's not. Now, nope. please. Just We're waiting on you. Some songs promise of things to be. Some songs describe your perfect partner. Some songs remind you of past relationships. Some songs just crush your soul and turn you into a puddle of tears and regret. This week on the Black Door Music Argument, Love Songs. Hello, I'm Karsten. I'm Carrie. And I'm Barry. So we're going to talk about love songs. We're missing our friend Josh here tonight. Oh um, boy, howdy are we. Oh, we are. And I almost thought about trying to call him in, but he's got a bunch of stuff going on right now at mm-hmm. work. So I guess we'll excuse it this one time, um, which is really good. So uh, this this particular this particular topic is one that I've wanted to talk about for a while because love songs are really, I would say, funny to me how people actually view them and when people think they're love songs. And they're not, um, and 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 those are probably my favorites. But this time, I asked for something in advance to try to make sure we were all kind of prepped for this. I asked for everyone to send love songs in advance that we could actually all listen to, which I'm gonna I'm gonna out us on that one. And I still expect that not everyone has every song they that we we're gonna talk about, but we have a chunk of them that were like the high level ones. And the thing I'm gonna bring up right away, so Josh isn't here. And when Josh sent me his text, he sent all the songs in paragraph form. Okay, it wasn't like a list or like a bulleted list. It was paragraph form. Great. How many Wait, songs like were the there? the lyrics from those songs or just no. titles with no titles punctuation? with artists, but it would be like, I had to like decipher it. And so some of these, because he's not here, I'm not going to be able to really unpack some of them because I'm just not nearly as familiar with them. Um, but it was, I'll show you guys here. And I oh, almost, yikes. I almost That's want to post this lame. in the, I might actually list this in you the show notes. You probably should, because that is terrible. <laughs> right. So it's one of those, it's, they're listed off and some of them are by the same artist. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be the, the, like, so it's Business Time and Carol Brown by Flight of the Concords. And I was like, wait, is that, I'm not, I'm not as familiar with Flight of the Concords stuff. Um, it's one of those that's on my list. I haven't gone there. And I was like, is that two songs? Is that one song? And th- that's not the only one of those. Yeah. And so some of these I just couldn't find. I couldn't figure out they, what they were. And the last one is, do you want to build man? And I was like, I want to build man. Yeah. And I Googled it and I'm like, oh, I think he's talking about, do you want to build a snowman? And I was like, is that really a, <laughs> is that love, a love song? song? It's a and love then, for your sister. And then I listened to it and listening to it in that, that frame, I was like, this is a beautiful love song. <laughs> It really is, and I completely changed. Like I literally, play, so oh, I, had, oh, I put together. A can I? Can I just yeah. get? You know, you can tell by the last ten minutes of that fucking movie that it's 
that 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 describes love, not just in a romantic way, right. but oh, between. Absolutely. Okay, but, but can we take just two seconds and talk about how terrible the ending of that movie is? Because she's like, "Oh, I know, love," and then suddenly everything's okay. What? How does that solve the conflict? Have you ever sorry, watched a Disney ugh. film before? Well, I know <laughs> you've never film before, <laughs> and I know you've never known love, but. <laughs> dare you say Michael well, you don't know Michael <laughs> we have that, evidence. that brings it up with, this is, uh, we, we wanted to bring this up the first love song ever is uh, on this podcast Christmas rap Christmas <laughs> rappings the best love song ever we we've documented it before clearly this is a song that needs to be sung and played anytime you're in love so a few thoughts just for me first off do you want to build a snowman it is a beautiful love song talking about like that that it's a different kind of love than I necessarily thought we were going to talk mm-hmm. about. Now, as I hope will actually come through in this episode, not all of us went the same direction for what kind of love songs they were. Because I had in my head what kind of love songs they were. And in some cases, I feel like I was the only, like, in my eyes when the list came in, I'm like, I'm the only one that took this fucking thing seriously. And then I was like, they're all different views. Hey, that's... First of all, that's a little bit of bullshit because I took this very seriously. There's just different forms of love. Which is what I literally (laughs) just said, guys. You're on your. How many beers are you in at this point? We just felt offended. I I had wine before you got here. So So I really wanted Josh's catchphrase to be I'm two beers in ready to mock someone, but after I pointed out, he'll never say it again. He said. If we ever get popular enough to make t-shirts, can one of them be, I don't know, I had wine before you got here? I'll make that sticker now. You want that? Yeah. Okay, I'll make that happen. Just for the record, if you did listen to the Christmas episode, I did actually write the 12 gifts of Christmas. Oh my gosh. I did, and I actually recorded a quick demo of it. You did? And I swear I sent it out to you guys. I did not receive it. No. Oh. Okay, well, I will resend it to you guys, because I'm pretty sure it's in the group message, that I actually recorded a... A twelve gifts of Christmas, and had assembled the entire gift list, and then no one responded to me, which I'm like, oh well, I guess it wasn't good, so I just <laughs> let it go. Well, apparently, you guys didn't receive it. We did not receive okay, it. Okay, so if you want to build a snowman, seriously, because he's not here to defend it or anything, but you should listen to it in that context. And all of a sudden, I'm like, this actually, I can feel it in my heart. It was, Wait, it's in really your good. Heart? Yeah, in your heart. I agree. When you listen in the context that the movie meant it. Yeah, it's totally good. It, no, it's it's really idea. yeah, but it's it's a love song. It's a beautiful love song. That to me, I'm like, oh, it's this weird goofy. Do you want to build a snowman? Overplayed all the time. Fucking everyone does it, you know. And then actually listening to it that in that context, like I I put on this playlist for my kids, and like it was all just on. There's a couple songs that I will note I skipped, good. but um, <laughs> I was playing, and they were like, yes. oh, we love this song, and I was like, hold on, guys, I'm listening to it, and they were like, we're listening to it too. I'm like, no, no, no I'm. I feel like I'm actually listening to it for the first time. Like, no, children, you don't understand. You're too young to listen. listen. You don't understand it. Just calm down, I'm okay? Listening yeah. to it. Yeah. So it's just kind of listening to this in a d- an adult way. Yeah. No. We're, yeah. Mm-mm. Did you get mm. the sock out? Oh God. <laughs> we should have been recording the first half hour. Okay. Here. All right. So, anyways, I just wanted to throw that in there. The it could have been a typo. That might not have been the song he meant. For all I know, it could have been something totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, this is Joshua again, uh, just interrupting. And uh, yes, my list was sent in paragraph form, and I did end with, uh, do you want to build a snowman? But that was just a question. We'd recently gotten a lot of snow in Minnesota. D- did I mention we live in Minnesota? I just wanted to build a snowman. You know, I want to stay on his songs because I – 
I've been a fan of Flight of the Concords, but I, by no means have I li- watched all their episodes or listened to all their songs. Mm-hmm. Business Time, I thought was a great song because I, when uh, uh, Carrie won't know this, but when you have a couple kids and you've been in a relationship, <laughs> when Michael you, cut to the core, right? Wait, how many kids do you have with Michael? Fourteen, actually. Holy shit. It was a productive year. Yeah. <laughs> a reproductive year. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know the bell was here. Of course the bell's here. I bought it for the podcast. Uh, you bought it for the podcast? Yeah, he yeah. was really excited. <laughs> he talked to me about it. I know, work. I brought it in. And then and then like Karsten's like, I have two bells sitting on my desk. I no, could've... I did not. He asked it, he actually walked up and said, Are those owned by the company or by you? <laughs> said by the company. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, I honestly, I'm not that, I've intentionally not listened to a lot of Flight of the Concords because it's on mm-hmm. my list to watch at some point. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so I just really am not that familiar with it. I've avoided mm-hmm. YouTube clips. Like, I really want to try to wow. keep spoilers as much as possible. I have the DVDs if you would like them. I would. I'd have wow. to return your other ones first. <laughs> you still have all those. I know, yeah. I forgot about that. I wonder if they're, because I have HBO Go, I wonder if they're all on Clearly HBO I'm missing Go. them. Anyway, I, I thought that was, I mean, obviously it's a funny song, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it's really sung so, it with a knowledge about, you know, marriage and trying to cram in, you know, the carnal love when you can because kids jump on your bed at six o'clock on Saturday mornings. So on that note, I will say they're not everyone's going to get outed for what songs are whose, but I did out Josh for those ones. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, I feel like... That's right. We did out Josh for we cramming did out- carnal love into the... For respecting carnal love, yeah. yeah. Totally fine. But it's what I'm saying is Josh. we won't necessarily always know who put the songs on there, and some of them were duplicates. But um, as we kind of continue on... You don't on, say. There, there are some on here that I, I found really funny to have on here, and then there are ones that were... I don't know. They kind of grouped themselves in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when I first set out trying to think about this, I actually started just making a giant list of songs that I think about when I think of love songs. And some of those made it on here and some didn't. And my wife was like, oh, this will be fun. I'll have a set of songs I can listen to if I want to like listen to love songs. I'm like, or, yeah, if you just want to you know, relive the seventh grade dance that you went to, that's pretty <laughs> much what that is. So. Wow. Excellent. A reductionist view of your wife's love. Yeah. It's all business time, man. <laughs> Great that she doesn't listen to this. Hey oh I wanted to bring up one thing. I did bring it up as a joke in a text form, but we've really got a lot of uh male love songs on this list. Mm-hmm. There's very heavy male love songs. Or define we... male love songs. Sung by a man. Okay. <clears throat> I wasn't sure if it was sung by a man or about a man or no. love songs only about getting love from men. Love songs for men. New from <laughs> New from Avon, oddly enough. <laughs> no, um no, I think it's true. At 2 a.m. with Scott Bale. <laughs> so I, I I did want to ask Carrie specifically about <clears throat> this. What did you think about our list? I don't know how many that of your songs made it on here, but like when you looked at this list, did you go like, Wow, we're really missing some of the other gender? Well, I'm gonna be honest and say I wasn't like Wow, there are no females on this list. Um, I because mean, she knows is, she knows who she podcasts see, I'll, with. I'll just also say that one quarter of her songs are female, <laughs> and the rest of them were not. Because yeah. I know what everyone's songs were. So I, 
yeah, I think part of it is I like I I think <laughs> from my own perspective, it's kind of nice listening to a guy sing about love songs because like I'm a female and I like men. My perspective. So. <laughs> Carson's with me on this one, right? Um, so. <laughs> so it's kind of nice, um, and also I think you I love songs from females like tend to be played as whiny or whatever and they're not all like that but there's a lot of them out there they're not (laughs) all like that (laughs) there's plenty that i can talk about but also i think in the genres that are represented here there's honestly just not a lot of female representation in so i want to go ahead and bring up one that that was brought up that is on this list which i will actually publish out this playlist um i'm gonna try to get it i'm gonna have i'm gonna share it hopefully in the show notes but um yeah, so you can actually listen to our full playlist, whether or not we actually have all the songs talked about and some will be missing. But um, I really love the argument for You're So Vain. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to go ahead and out it. This was Barry. I assumed I, that was Barry, to be quite honest. And, he and I was very excited to hear him talk about it. So I am so With glad that it is happening. No further introduction, uh, Barry. <laughs> well, I'll I'll give the tagline that I gave to Karsten. He's like, "You're so vain." I said, "Yeah, it's about a love song. There was a woman who was in love with a man, and so was he." There, this song once had been written about the well, and I I've been reading. He actually said, "But he loved himself more." Is actually the way he described it to me, which was. I do not like this song, but I think I do now. <laughs> right? No, but I mean, like, uh, uh, reportedly, this song is about three different men that Carly Simon knew uh, when she was younger. And uh, but if you listen to the song, the first the first portion of it is uh, something like you walked into the party, uh, your scarf it was apricot, your hand strategic blow on I but he was looking at the mirror but she was looking at him looking at himself in the mirror so she was just as smitten with himself as he was with himself so I mean this is a love song it's a love and, triangle and she wouldn't have written it if she was wasn't you know disappointed with how it all turned out so uh, but you don't get upset about things you don't care about so I think that point she was in love with apparently these three men or at least in you know lust or whatever but they were just more in love with themselves or the lifestyle that they were leading that i know like warren Beatty was reportedly one of these uh men at least he purports that he was one of these men and so you know back in the early 70s i believe it was you know i mean there was a lot of blow a lot of lear jets and hanging out at uh what the uh Disco tax. <laughs> wow. I, I was gonna say total eclipse of the sun, but yeah. <laughs> so this this is actually a transition into some, a couple songs that are on here. There are a number of songs that are really written about watching people that people associate as love songs, which I want to also inspired another topic that we should talk about at some song at some point. Songs that should not be played at a wedding. Yep. <laughs> because there are a lot of those that as I was kind of doing, it's funny, it's research, but you're just like flipping through a bunch of songs and listening to them. I'm like, oh, oh God, I've heard this song at a, at a wedding before. This should not be played at a wedding. What? But tabling that topic. Okay. 
a couple songs that people have as like this like kind of lovey-dovey thing every breath you take by the police mm. yep yep yeah. um, yep and then i actually added some on here um you're beautiful by james blunt oh i got notes <gasps> have you seen that music video i may have but it's i awful. don't remember so like he's like on a frozen cliff and then he like jumps off it at the end does he let it go no but he builds a snowman bam <laughs> so thank you um <laughs> I, I listened to that and I was like, I have James Blunt is James Blunt? Yeah. Yep. Is not Jimmy Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh not my favorite artist, but I'm like kind of aware of the song. He only and has so three vinyls. I was yeah, I don't have <laughs> only after you know, I was about to buy my fourth, but I just, I just didn't feel it. <laughs> didn't quite um, so I, I was listening to the playlist, as you all know, because I yeah. was like t- texting back and forth and he was Carson is like stop it stop blowing the content yeah he so. was giving play by play update of where he was in the playlist <laughs> like just through this song so <laughs> it's like really i don't think so thanks but, did you live stream it but maybe? i was just like but um this is the most stalkery song I think I've ever heard. It's I really mean, creepy. This is there. There isn't a whole lot of like after like actually listening to mm-hmm. the song. Yeah, I've definitely heard that song at a wedding before. Yeah, yeah. This and is, I'm just like, oh god, this is definitely worse than it's. Maybe it's cold outside. Oh god, it's kind of weird. Oh, drink, drink. So one of my friends in high school, uh, we did. Like we had like this karaoke thing, and um, she decided she really liked the song, so she was like, "I'm gonna do You're Beautiful" by James Blunt. And I was like, "Go for it!" And then she gets up there, and I could literally see like halfway through the song, her eyes like, "Oh!" And then like she kept singing, but it just got more and more like weird. And she was yeah, as she was realizing what the lyrics were, and yeah was not prepared to continue to sing the song. And as Barry's hiding the sound of him opening a beer, if you do hear a sound of beer in the background, it's only Barry. It's only Barry. It's only Barry. And he already had wine before we he got here. He already had so. wine before he got, before we got here. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, so the thing that I realized, and I didn't put them all on this list because I feel like there were just so many of them. There are so many songs that are just about watching people. Yeah. Or looking at people. Yeah. And... I mean, aside aside from talking about just the whole idea of the superficial side of all so many of so many love songs, where it's like the, um, I mean, you talk about you're beautiful. You have all of these songs that just describe someone's aesthetics. Which also, I'm going to go ahead and pivot to. Excuse me, the way you look tonight is a creepy song. Yeah, like the last verse, you're like, oh, this really isn't bad, but the rest of it, I'm like. Oh my god! Like, and the thing is, though, in TV and movies, that song's used all the time for mm-hmm. like, oh, this super lovely moment. It's playing in the background. Then you read the lyrics, you're like, oh god. That is how I feel slightly about uh, "Perfect" by Ed Sheeran. Like, I'm like, this mm-hmm. is a nice love song. Like, I like it. I've listened to it in happy moments. And then every time he's like, "But you look perfect," I'm like, "But that's not." Mm. Yeah, it's that's just kind cheap. Of, it's weird. And I mean, I I get that it's the it's the commercial part of music, mm-hmm. which it's mm-hmm. an easy thing to sell. Uh, beauty sells. But it, it is a part that I feel like is just so weird and creepy, <clears throat> which I feel translates into another one of our songs when you start talking about the, the commercial side of things. Um, Love Song by uh, 
Sarah Bareilles. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, I will up myself and say that I threw that one on there because I hate the song. Uh, it's not good. Not a fan. But um, see, I like that song. I I think it got like way overplayed, and I was like, if I hear Sarah Bareilles sing about this one more time. Bad things will happen to good people. So I was but actually imagining. Did you actually read the background on that song? In the see, here's that she the did? thing: is that I hated that song until I learned the story mm-hmm. that her record label was like, "We need you to write a love song." Eee, not accurate. Really? Incorrect. That's well, then the never story mind. Tell me the real She actually story. wrote a book that actually talked about it. She actually she did an interview book? on Sunday morning. Bam! See, we were actually yeah. Hey, nice job throwing that thing on the list, and then just like, and then two of us actually went out and did the work. Um. But yeah, yeah, I she thought I knew, but go ahead and school me on no, it. No, uh, actually, like, what she talked about was it was actually Mansplain. written. She actually says that it actually is a love song. Yeah. Written about like her, um, about her, just like coming to grips with. So she was asked to to use co-writers, and she hated it. And she was really against working with people. Okay. Um, and let me see. I actually have part of this is part of this here because I actually had this up. Wow. Um, it was a love song to my craft. It was a love song to my intention, to my okay, heart no, I and soul. I was fighting for the essence of some truth inside of me, which to me is a beautiful love song. Damn it. Now I hate it again, Carson. Right. So the whole thing is like there's that whole that whole bit. Now, here's the part that I love is so she was doing a Reddit AMA and she was asked what it would what would it take for her to write a love song? And her response, oh, boy, this question. Apparently, she gets asked it all the time. And really, it's just a matter of, it's just, uh, she went on to say, I think I have, to to have to think I love you in some ways, some love needs expression, and then then the song appears. That's how. So it's one of those, like, actually hearing the story. Initially, like, I was like, as I'm kind of flipping through and kind of researching some of the songs, it was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting deal. And then I was like, oh, except it's a fabricated story of sorts yeah i thought it was real then i liked it now i don't like it anymore <laughs> glad you added it to the list yeah no <clears throat> me too it's okay i'm gonna go ahead and shit on another one of your songs i'm actually just gonna out everyone okay heart songs <clears throat> i mean if i really wanted to listen to bowling for soups 1984 oh, i, I would have just or 85 i, I would have just you. listened to that song because i mean it's just what the hell i honestly i will be honest did not make it through that song. I yeah. had to skip every single time. I made it through the entire song. And the whole time I was thinking, man, I remember when Weezer made music. <laughs> <laughs> so I threw this one on the playlist because Weezer has a new album coming out. And I got into a large debate about the fact that it, they should stop. But so I thought it would be kind of fun. Um, yeah. The only part I like in it is the Nirvana reference because I just like the music build in it. But it's not great. And no. that's why I threw it on there. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> it's and like, called I the Black Door s- Music Argument. We had to do something. I know. I actually read some of the history on it. The history of the song was like almost interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I had like I read the, about how he did this interview where he was talking about how he wrote it, and I guess he the fact check me. I could be wrong, but on this this one web page I was reading, they said that he actually ended up like he had he was on a honeymoon in Japan, and he kind of started writing about songs that were important to him. Mm-hmm. And he went and recorded it in a rent by the hour recording studio in Japan, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the song didn't suck balls, it'd right. be yeah. really it would, cool. It would be really cool if, yeah. Yeah. It's like if he would have spent more than 20 minutes writing the words, and then they all if, came he, to him. if he would have <laughs> actually put him. 
something more than three chords in progression Freely. over and over and over again, <laughs> it would have been a good song. I mean, some people say, oh, it's three chords in the truth, make a great song. Well, this is a perfect example of why that is not true. Yeah. yeah. But for the record, Weezer Blue was a great album. I love that album. See, here's the issue is that they start off with the best album they've ever done, and it's just... Disagree, it was Pinkerton. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm so over that argument. (laughs) (laughs) Which, if you haven't met a Weezer fan that makes that argument, you should definitely find one and do that argument three times. Have you seen the uh, SNL sketch that's about Weezer? Because it is my favorite thing that they've done in the last decade. That's not true, but it was very good. Mm. Because it's essentially that. It's the same argument that we anyway. So I'm going to go ahead and make this transition. My first concert I ever went to was Jimmy Eat World mm-hmm. opening for. I'll, I'll actually skip Jimmy Eat World headliner Weezer with the middle performance of Tenacious D. Hmm. That's amazing. That is amazing. Which segues directly into another song on this playlist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A female co worker of mine uh, suggested. Fucker Gently by Tenacious D, which I gotta say is one of my favorite campfire songs. It's a good song. My wife hates me playing it because she's like, it's so mean. I'm like, no, it's all about passion, baby. This is literally his business time by Flight of the Concords. That's his one. He's yeah. just like, this one goes out to the ladies. Oh, yeah. But fellas, you don't listen always. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, great. <laughs> it's a fun song. It really is. Especially if you can get like three or four people to sing in harmony at the end. I've done that yeah. while driving down in, down the road in a car real loud, looking over and realized there was a family that had rolled up their windows. <laughs> it was awkward. Great. Yeah. Didn't intend it to be that awkward, but it was. Good. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like this moment right now that we're in. Can you taste it? <laughs> I mean, it's Minnesota. It is a little cold outside. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> In case uh, people are listening that haven't listened to the previous episode on Christmas songs, anytime someone says, Baby, it's cold outside, we drink. Drink. Perhaps it'll change when it gets to the summer months, but. Do you say twange? I heard yeah, trange. I, 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 yeah. All right, he had wine before we he got here. He had wine here. before had we wine got wine here, so. Do you have anything else you want to add about Tenacious D? We got a big playlist to go through. I know we're not going to get through all of it, too. Yeah. Not really. I mean, just they're a fun fun band. I think everybody loves them, except for people who are dead inside. Okay. So Which I'm... It? Although that album is their best. It, it is. Um. <clears throat> so I want to go ahead and just talk about a couple songs that I am very fond of. And to me, when talking about love songs... These were the first two that I that I listed. Mm-hmm. And I will admit one of these songs, which is really easy to figure out, it was I'll, I Will Follow You Into the Dark um, by Death Cat for Cutie. That was actually the song my wife and I danced to at our wedding, first dance. Cute. Yeah. And uh, If We Were Vampires uh, was the other one. And both of those songs to me are like the pinnacle love songs. And I recognize I have a real dark sense of... Uh, Dark, 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 dark feelings are in there. Um, but there's something about talking about how the one talks about the the, the following on in the afterlife. And mm-hmm. the other one is, you know, everything's temporary. And I think mm-hmm. both of those paint such a beautiful picture of what love is. And in many cases, it kind of cuts out that whole idea of the 
it cuts out the superficial side. Mm-hmm. And that's, I just love these songs. Feel free to tear them apart. But. No, I wasn't going to tear apart, but can I add one more? Yeah, yeah. Um, so from the same album of I Will Follow You in the Dark is What Sarah Said. Mm. And that is one of my favorite songs. It's a good one. And it ends with, um, but I'm thinking of what Sarah said, that love is watching someone die. So who's mm-hmm. going to watch you die? And that, that cuts me every time. If because you have not listened to Death Cab for Cutie's oh. Plans, it is a... Then what are you doing with your life? Right, I can honestly... That was like one of the... So I have a, I have this list of vinyls that are important to me. And that was one of the first ones I picked up. Mm-hmm. Because it is just... It is an emotional roller coaster. And it is just... It is just... Cool. So I would just wanted to say while you were looking that up that not only that I thought those lyrically were great songs and you know, yes, a little dark, but I mean, you know, true love is a little love dark. Love is dark. So, but... I really appreciated those songs because tonally they really get down to basics and that it is just, uh, you know, it is a, an empty space, a wash with very simple, uh, but intricate musicianship and great vocals. And so I think the emotions come through so clearly and mm-hmm. rawly that it really takes you, uh, and uh, and 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 helps elevate the lyrics, uh, even though the lyrics were already great. I just thought it was a. They're both great songs. I appreciated you adding them to the list. So I actually want to add this quote from. Um, it's a book that it's 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 like a, it's a great book to read if you're when you're transitioning like towards that adulthood thing. But High Fidelity, if you guys haven't ever read mm, it, yeah, it's a good. One. Great book. Mm-hmm. But there's this quote that to me those two songs it just fits perfectly, which is the. Um, what came first, the music or the misery? People worry about kids playing with guns or watching violent videos. That's that's some sort of uh, culture of violence will take over. Nobody worries about kids listening to thousands, literally thousands of songs about heartbreak, rejection, pain, misery, and loss. Did I listen to pop music because I was miserable? Or was I miserable because I listened to pop music? Mm-hmm. And to me, that is just like, it's so true. Like, yeah. um, I... I actually, I'm one that I love talking about music and playing music for my kids, which I'm sure is a shock seeing as I do a podcast about music. But that's one that, like, um, also well, we, on We that, also understand that your kids really can't truly listen to music, as you've described. Yeah, pretty much. No, they're, that's, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, they they just have to get on my, sh- on my, on my side of the thing of listening to music, <laughs> you know, but. I think that on plans, there's so many songs that describe this whole, the feelings and the emotions in such a beautiful way. If you're not familiar with the song Brothers on a Hotel Bed, that is like one of my, that's top, top songs as well as these other ones. Like it is an incredible journey that's taken on. And so we have this, like my son, like we're talking about, he's, he's learning to read. And as he's learning to read, we are going through and just, I'd, I'd read song lyrics. That's what I love doing is the poetry of song lyrics. There are good song lyrics, and then there's, you know, li- latter Weezer stuff. And um, <laughs> I would generally stick towards good stuff. I wanted actually, that song to be so good, and it just wasn't. Continue. So I read Brothers on a Hotel Bed, and it was one of those that my kids both had a lot of questions about it. Because the way that, that we kind of go through is we want to make sure they understand it. And so they've actually gotten to the point where they ask questions back and forth. And some of those songs are just like, this is a really actually an intense song to even mm-hmm. like describe. And I, I have not done, just for the record, I haven't done If We Were Vampires or I'll Follow You Into the Dark. Because I feel like that's just, 
it's not something they're too young to yeah. necessarily get. Not that they haven't listened to the song, but haven't done a deep delve in. But there is something about that song where you talk about that. Are you miserable because or were you miserable? So that whole idea with those two songs, it just kind of unpacks those things. So I lived in Seattle for a year, which Michael. <coughs> 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 Sorry, I had a uh, <laughs> right. something in my throat. Um, Christmas Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I er so I was watching um, uh, Sonic Highways, the Foo Fighters documentary, where they went yeah. to all the different cities and wrote a song there. And one of them was Seattle, and they were talking to Benjamin Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie. Um, oh, you mean from Postal the Postal Service? From the Postal Service. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> he was saying, like, it's Seattle, it's dark and gray outside, and all you can do is sit in your basement and write songs. And um, listening to plans out there, I was like, this album makes a lot of sense out here. So I grew up um, in the Pacific Northwest, and I feel yeah. like that's also part of it. I tend to be drawn to the artists that have written that. that there's There are ones you can feel that, that mm-hmm. emotion from. And we don't need to do a list of artists, but there are artists from the Seattle area, which I think would be another mm-hmm. good episode. That would be that you great. can feel they have. Can that we all wear flannel pull. for it? I don't think we can do it without wearing. Flannel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was another thing that I like about plans, especially is that I, as I mean, it's been a while since I, like I haven't line for line looked at all the lyrics, but um, it's a good album where they don't tell you the emotion; they just like are in it and it's, invite you into it. It like, is a beautiful love album, yes. which I know is not necessarily what we were looking for here, but that album is, if I, if I had to pick an album that described love, it is Plants. Yeah. It really is. And it, it's, if and I, I'm looking at Barry, I'm not sure how familiar you are with it. I'm, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, I, I will. Yeah, but I what mean, Sarah said is just, that's I, my, that is. And I understand top. where you're coming from. To me, no. Brothers on a Hotel Bed is yeah. one that is uh, no, so I much can, more I so. And it's. I totally get you there too, but oh like just. God. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, honestly, like we can talk about all of those songs, but it takes you on a journey, which is mm-hmm. one of the things that Death Cab for Cutie actually just does is they, they have this whole journey that they take you on. And I love albums that can do that, yep. which is something that we'll table for now. Cause I have my, my top two albums that I, I immediately spit off right now, just for the record. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, senses fails. Um, still searching, mm-hmm. and um, plans. Both have this beautiful journey that they kind of go on as you listen to them. Um, but so talking about that, and if we were vampires again, tying back into those. Um, so if you're not familiar with those, I'll follow you into the dark. It it really is focusing on the idea of death. Yeah. And if we were vampires, it focuses on death from the other side, which is the whole idea is everything being temporary actually makes it more important. Mm-hmm. And where I'll follow you into the dark focuses on the whole idea of we're going together. I wouldn't leave you behind. We're going. It doesn't just end at death. Yeah. And that's kind of the two different ways that people think about the whole idea of like love, marriage, et cetera, depending on how, you know, if you if you if you look at it that way, it really creates just this beautiful story, especially the two together. Have you heard uh, the spider bite song by the Flaming Lips? Uh, Not necessarily that i can recall off the okay. top of my head so it just um i had friends in well my brother's friends from college had that as their first dance of their song and the dj was like you sure about that and they're like yep um but it talks about like if you like it talks about when you got the spider bite on your hand and the fear of like losing that person and then realizing like if it were to destroy you it would destroy me and like it's not a great song to dance to because it's not a good tempo but um, just the curiosity of the 
lyrics. It's just interesting. Anyway, so again, it's we on the list. We'll do an episode <laughs> now about the songs at weddings and which ones are the good ones and which ones are not the good ones. It might be a two-parter, but I mean, I had, uh, yeah, I, I'll save those thoughts. Great. Um, so, are we transitioning to other songs? Yeah, please. Because do. can I just? Are we going to talk about your body as a wonderland? <laughs> because can we talk about it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a one. It really is a, a something. Uh-huh. Yeah. And something. The thing is now in many cases that song has been played in a lot of places that I've been. Like that plays on the radio in Subway. Mhm. That's a I'm not sure which is actually a dirtier song, Fuck Her Gently Honestly. or Your Body is a Wonderland. Yeah. A thousand percent. I am genuinely curious. Like if we were going to do a comparison side by side. I think Fuck Her Gently is more sensual. I think it I think it actually. Yeah. It, it, Fuck I, Her Gently romanticizes it a little bit better than Your Body is exactly. a Wonderland. I remember so clearly being in high school and that song coming on the radio and I was in the car with my mom and I was like switching to another station. Can't do it. I'm like, oh god, I really just need to listen to some gangster rap using <laughs> the c word a lot. I'll feel more comfortable than, than this. Pretty much. Golly, no. candy lips and bubblegum tongue. It's like that. That's like the cleanest lyrics of it. I'll use my hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! If you haven't listened, actually listened, which is part of it is. So, so something we talk about a lot here is like listening to songs, but yeah. we're talking about not just like, oh, it's playing in the background. I'm saying actually listen, actively listen to songs. It's a, it's it a beautiful melody. Songs. It is. The melody is gorgeous. And, and I understand. It. And you, it's elevator music. You can yeah. listen to it all day long. But the mm, second you actually yeah. listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, yeah. really. I'll admit, I put that on the list just because I wanted people's reactions <laughs> to it. Because the thing is that that's played all the time in all places. The time. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's a love song. Totally. Nah, that's a fuck song. That is a fuck song. It yes. is a fuck song more so than fuck her gently. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, there's nothing gentle about <laughs> Like, it's it's awkward and it is weird. And honestly, listening to it with my wife, it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> so I kind of feel like I need to skip this one, honey. Like, let's go back to Tenacious D here. I'll feel better. Which was just using Tenacious D as the reference, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it. Something even the first like we've got the afternoon like hey we've you know and I'm like yeah. oh there's a better way to ask <laughs> I'm gonna try that <laughs> no, I'm just kidding jokes 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 yes so uh, I'll transition into one that you I mean you said did you say middle school there is that high time period high school sorry so I'll actually bring up middle school um God must have spent a little more time on you by NSYNC I can remember slow dancing to that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm one of those. It actually has like a weird mix because I'm like the places where I'm like the poke holes, like well, you know, it doesn't necessarily directly talk about like just the the physical appearance, and it's just kind of a it's just a kind of weird song. Mm-hmm. But again, that's one of those that like even if you if you Google search love songs, it shows up on love song lists a lot. I didn't look into this one so much, but. I know NSYNC is one of those formulated bands. I know later on they did their own stuff. Was this written by any other one of the bands, or was this? Oh, I do not think that they they did that. Right. Um, I'm actually looking it up right now because I have the Google. I know you do as well. Yeah, 
it was. But I have a bet I, on who I it's was, actually written. The by. only thing I was thinking when this was on was like, oh, just Carl Sturkin and Evan Rogers. Yeah, pop producers and songwriters. Pop for music's sake and yeah. throw in love genre and pop R and B and Christian. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Doctor Wikipedia. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. That's one of those, like, it, it will always take me back to middle school, but I'm not sure the good parts of middle school. Follow-up question, is there a good part of middle school? No. Getting picked on was je- definitely the best part. Well, lockers. Lockers were fun. Lockers I, were cool. Yeah, with actual, like, locks on them. It mm-hmm. caused anxiety for the first couple weeks, but then it was fun. Ah, it's the best part ever. I was on a... Uh, I did the TV station morning announcements at... My middle school, so that was that was a highlight. I did the. I was a director for. I did the billboard for announcements for that. Hey, real quick, I'm sorry, I have to just detour. Did you have these cups made? No. Wow, that's fascinating. I know oh. it's got Barry's name on do it. It's kind of cool. Do you know yeah, what I? Cool. Actually, a friend of mine brought those to me. What's and, that like? And said, "Hey, <laughs> um, friends, I ordered. I got it. I middle ordered, school. <laughs> I ordered cups." With with my name on them, and they came like this, and I was like, "Wow, that's really weird." And he's like, "Yeah, I thought so too, because my last name is not a common spelling." So. Yeah, yeah. It's donkey brain, in case you're curious. <laughs> with a Y. Yeah, that's why it's the weird spelling. Yep. It has the donkey y. brain. It's donkey brain. I donkey brain. So sorry. So let's see. We we have this playlist here, and I feel like we we've not touched on a lot of them. Um, but I don't know. I tend to go to the ones that I put on there. Sure. Carrie, do you want to look at the list so you can actually bring mm-hmm. up one of them that you may want to, whether it be yours or someone else's? Well, this one I didn't put on, but can we discuss My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion? Because Best how have we not gotten ever. to it? I was saving that one for last. Oh, I'm sorry. We can No, we no, can no, no, that's totally fine. <laughs> we can because this I, I will admit, I will admit, I put that one on the list <laughs> a thousand percent. <laughs> no shame. Um, it's a wonderful song. It's that build in the middle, man. Oh, man. So I will. <laughs> okay. So a couple things. First off, anytime someone has an Alexa or an Echo or whatever they're choosing to call it these days uh, by the person's choice, not by Amazon's choice. Um, and they leave that shit on like where I can talk at it. My heart will go on by Celine Dion is going to get played, and then I'm hitting the mute button because that is the way that it happens. Turn the volume up. My heart will go on. I will literally do it as I'm walking out of people's houses. And the best part is I hear them all, Alexa, Alexa. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hit the mute button. I know what's up. I That is like a song I play all the time. It's kind of an awkward song, it is. but it's a, it's a it's a fun it's a fun song and like don't get me wrong like I I will right. listen to it but it is a well, it's kind of weird. Song. It's one of those songs where it seems like it's a love song, but it's really an anthem, you know. Because mm-hmm. when whenever I've professed my love to somebody, I've never you know shouted it in their face. I that's what and I always I do. Can smell that's the only is that way why I do. I'm alone? I can smell Celine Dion's breath through the radio when she sings that. It's it's just. Minty just, or yeah. plastic? Well, actually, it's a bit like maple syrup and whiskey. But, you know. Get it, Canada? It's a little like maple syrup and whiskey. <laughs> that is a, that's a quote. <laughs> oh, yeah. Again, she's like, t-shirts. She's just, she's blasting you. And. 
first of all, I'd like to say bravo. Congratulations. Great voice. Great voice training. You've made it. You've done it. Song. There's nothing I'm going to say. To this, but this song is a shitty love song because no one says I love you like that. It's it's an anthem for the mu- movie Titanic. And that's Which, by it. the okay. way, it wasn't even in the movie. Real quick, I will actually just say this. I associate a different part of that with My Heart Will Go On. Like when you talk about like someone shouting, you ever been in a fight with someone you've been in love with? Yeah. I'm married. Yeah. Do we want to go get her opinion? <laughs> I believe we actually saw her walking around. Anyways, um, I feel like you could actually catch that side of it in there. Now, I had not thought about that until right now, but I feel like you can catch the full gamut of emotion within that song. But that's just because it goes like triple forte in the middle of it. It does. Yeah. Yeah, you go from uh, forte to fortissimo, and uh, yeah. but that's all the dynamics. No, I think that it's actually Although, beyond anything we've ever tried to understand about forte in the middle of that. And also, because she's Canadian, she doesn't pronounce all the words right. I don't know what it is. I don't know why she had to say process in the middle of it. I <laughs> thought it was kind of a weird choice, but... Cinnamon was also awkward. <laughs> Aluminium? Come on. Um, I don't remember what I was gonna say. Never okay, but if you actually break down the lyrics, it's a really weird fucking song. And if you're not familiar, every night in my dreams, I see you, I feel you. That is how I know you go on. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah, that just means she's. Well, I assume that far across the distance. And spaces between us, otherwise known as a distance. Um, you, you, <laughs> Canadians like to describe things in multiple ways. You have come to show you go on. I'm sorry, but just that. Just like softy. You have come to show you far, go on. Wherever you are, like near or far, you know, yeah. wherever you are. Grover knows too. I believe. <laughs> well, in I, the context- I believe. The heart does go on. Once more, you open the door. Well, in the context of Titanic, it makes sense. Because she's talking and about the... And you're here in my heart. Because no. she's talking about the dude that died. Yeah, and my heart will go, go on. Which go on and froze to a icy No, but cold. her love for him goes on, which is real awkward oh, because really? then she yeah, dies. It didn't go on when she didn't make room for him on the fucking door. First of all... There was enough room, but it couldn't support the weight. Bullshit. Second of all, that this is actually something James Cameron gets a lot of shit for. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. And the stars and were understand. wrong too. <laughs> I'm just saying that it didn't support the weight, and it's in the movie. Just watch it. Second of all, I just feel real awkward for the fact that she has a granddaughter who's listening to like this great love story about not her grandfather. And at the end of it, the, the old lady dies. And who does she see there? But Jack, not her like husband of yeah. 57 years. Right. Where's grandpa? But I met him in a bar. He's in hell. You don't always have to fuck her hard. <laughs> in fact, sometimes it's not, it's not right, right to do. Not right to do. <laughs> love can touch just one time <laughs> and last for a lifetime. And yeah. never let go till we're gone. That sounds like a story about her uncle. <laughs> God. <laughs> love was when I loved you. Loved you. Loved you. Okay. Past tense. I think yeah, that's where One true time I hold you. That yep. I have no idea. 
that I'm lost In on. my life will always go on. This literally is, it makes no sense. This song will here's, reoccur when we do the song about the, the, the episode about lyrics that make zero sense in a song. Here's Period. what I'm thinking. It's every episode. Here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> they put, they wrote most of the song and then they put it into one of those auto-generating computer things and then they were like, yeah, that works for a fourth verse. But then they also hit the Canadian key. Right. <laughs> You're here, there's nothing I fear and I know my heart will go on. Will stay forever this way, which again, nothing you fear, heart's going on, will stay forever this way. You're safe in my heart, and my heart will go on and on. That is the one line that actually kind of makes sense throughout yeah. the entire song, which is hard when you start poking fun at it. Because my wife was literally, I was playing this, she's singing along, she's like, oh, this song is so much fun. And I was like, I'm a tear it apart. <laughs> I mean, Ashes is better, but. Yeah, but that's a beautiful song because of Deadpool. You are a horrible person. <laughs> what? Don't. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. I love that song. Don't That's ever, what I'm saying. Don't ever speak negatively. I've about never the pool. spoken negatively about that song or Deadpool. <laughs> Ashes is one of my favorite songs. It's gorgeous. It really is. Anyway. A love ballad became an international hit, reaching number one in all countries, including Australia. Spain, Sweden, Switzerland. How are we letting him continue to do this, Barry? Please break in. What are you doing over there? This is my heart will go on. (laughs) It's so good. Okay, we're Karsten will go on if we don't cut him off. Okay, I'm gonna bring up a song out myself that I added to the list. La Vie en Rose. That was on my list as well, so we only added it once. Did so did it was everybody on the Louis Armstrong version, not the Edith? That's uh, the only yeah. version I, I I prefer that version. It right. just there just seems to be a lot of heart in that version yeah. that's not present in other ones. That I realize it's a translation, and if you read like the translation, like if you actually look at what the context was, it it doesn't translate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't translate. It doesn't translate well. well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's was it, like it's something about the like, uh, I see pink. I think is right. what it translates. It doesn't translate well, but oh my goodness, it's like trying to put it in the context as best as possible, realizing it's translation. It's nice. Louis Armstrong version, I feel, gets closer to like the that trumpet. When you have a trumpet that yeah. just is, it catches the well, emotion of what was thing. in the song. That his trumpet playing really makes it because, I mean, I've heard the Edith, uh, Edith Piaf version and it's and her vocals are great, but the, the song doesn't have the musicality that the Louis Armstrong version. I mean, when you take Louis Armstrong, and everybody knows Louis Armstrong's voice, and fuck everybody who's trying to sing in a Louis Armstrong voice for karaoke. Karaoke, as it were. I can't pronounce it right. But other than that, the the you shouldn't do it. Just sing the song with your voice. He had his voice. He sang it with his voice. That's what I'm saying. Side note, I've seen Barry sing karaoke within the last month. Just for the record, he did not do a Louis Armstrong voice in case anyone was curious. But I wish we would have known this because I would have tried to convince him. Can I please ask what Barry's saying at karaoke? I will not out him in any way because, you know. The first song was was Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, that's a wonderful song. What was the last song? (laughs) Barry was drinking too much was the last song. (laughs) 
I could give you hints because I, I remember. I know what it was. I may have talked him into it. Yeah, he was like, yeah, you should totally sing that. And you know what? When you sing a song like in your register to yourself and you're like, yeah, I can hit all those high notes. I'm as young as I used to be. And then you register. get and then you go sing Queen when you're too old. And you haven't been singing Queen. I almost took a video, but decided I shouldn't because I don't want to be mean. Thank you. That's like the only You're very time welcome. he's not been mean. I may have also said I would sing it with him until he actually went up there. And I was like, I'm not actually doing that, dude. Yeah, We're just talking. You did say you'd sing it with me. Later. I'll tell you the song later. <laughs> anyway. The point is, Louis Armstrong sang great as Louis Armstrong. And no one else should do that because no one else has his voice. Very true. But. Second. He's got the trumpet. He's got the voice. He's laying it out there. He feels naked to the world. You can just reach in and touch his heart, and that's what a great love song is. It, it translates through the ether and just grabs you in a way that you never expected it. So to. the thing I love about that is like that song catches emotion in such a beautiful way. And a few years ago, there was this uh, TV show, How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that song was covered, and mm-hmm. it became another big. Like people all loved it. Mm-hmm. And every person I ever talked to about like, oh, oh man, that version's so good. I'm like, have you heard the Louis Armstrong version? Because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, no. Go listen to it, fucko, and then come back and yeah. talk yeah. to me about this. Because you don't, yeah, that's pretty. It's very produced for you. It's very manufactured for you. Not that it wasn't nice. Sure. But it is not the same thing. It was nice and it served the story well, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite love songs slash just favorite songs is Turn Me On by Nora Jones. One of the things I like about it is it's a great jazz song and it's short. So just by the time you want more, it's done. It kind of leaves you wanting more. Which just as an aside, real quick, and we'll go back into this. Sure. If anybody listens to this playlist or if you are literally Googling love songs, so many of them are so long. Four and a half minutes, five minutes, you could cut a verse or three and you're not missing anything. Right. All of a sudden you're listening to a song and you feel like it's a hymn that has eight verses and you're just going, can you just pick like one, three, and five on this particular mm-hmm. performance? And both the Termion and uh, Livian Rowe are both um, two and a half, three minutes. Just right. To I that. feel that way about uh, Can't Help Falling in Love as well. It's a shorter one. Continue with your Nora Jones. Honestly, I was pretty much wrapping up. Okay. I just think I just think it was a pretty f- perfect song. I mean, if you if you listen to it, it's it's one of those classics. And I, I my personal favorite is when she you just listen to it, her playing the piano, singing. It just seems like a very personal uh, uh, song, and you just I mean, she she just, just really emotes candle. on it. And for mm-hmm. look, when I take a nice hot bath and light some candles. <laughs> With a battleship. With ro- <laughs> I, like, I like to put With some Nora Jones on mm-hmm. and just sit and relax and Ooh. let the uh, <laughs> let the essential oils take all the stress away. And then let track 12 off of Inema from Tool play through and just <laughs> really set the mood for him. Exactly. <laughs> um, we're not going to say what that is. If you're not you familiar, gotta look it up. you got to Google that one. Make sure you put it in the middle of your playlist while you're making love with your sweet baby. <laughs> I mean, cause baby, it's it's cold outside. Whoa. Anything else about Nora Jones? I no. kind of ruined that it's one. Sorry. 
That's fine. I'm used to that, Karsten. It's a great song. I encourage everybody who hasn't revisited it in a while to battleships, rose petals, and tool. You're all set. <laughs> Perfect bat. Um, so one of my favorite love songs, which um, uh, which feels like a little I don't know. So it was used at Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding, which. It's fine. Casey and the Sunshine Bands go get get down tonight. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember how the Queen just did that amazing break dance so to it? She's known for her dance. Incredible. Do a little dance. Make, Make a little, little love. love. Get down tonight. Get doing tonight. Um. So one of my favorite love songs though is "Stand by Me." Um. Ben E. King was the more the original, but um, I love the idea of love being something. Uh, it's one of those like not superficial songs. I feel like um, it's one of those like when the night has come and the land is dark and the moon is the only light we see. I won't be afraid because you'll stand by me. And it's one of those things of like love doesn't mean these superficial things. It means when life gets hard, you will be with me. And I think the only thing that ruins that song for me mm-hmm. was if you ever watched the movie The Green Mile. The before the movie started. And this was on the VHS copy. I imagine it's probably the DVD copy. But Timon and Pumbaa <laughs> actually had a music video to Stand By Me. Okay. Oh, but they love each other. Yeah, and every time he said Stand By Me, something horrible happened to Pumbaa. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, good. like at the end, I think he gets struck by lightning. It's like, it's it really paints a picture of, of the Animal comedy abuse? side of love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of animal love? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's one of those like, well, it's a great song, and I will admit, like, so, um, uh, the other one, the other version, I really enjoy that takes it from a very different perspectives, the Ki theory, and I can honestly say it's it's a great one, but it's one that you got to be in a zone for, and mm-hmm. it's a, it's a much darker take on that, um, but. But no, the problem is when people say "Stand by Me," I immediately think of the Timon Pumbaa version. <laughs> Great job, Disney! You did it. I'm still stuck on Green Mile coming out on VHS. I'm sorry. Your story was it able to be on one? <laughs> <laughs> was it able to be on one VHS or was it a two VHS? You know, I'm pretty sure it's one VHS. <laughs> I mean, I can look up what the minute marker is if if, if that's really what's important for this music it podcast. Feels- very important to me in this green moment. Green Mile. Mi- Did uh, I say Green movie? Mile? You said yeah. Green Mile. It's not Green Mile. I'm so <laughs> sorry. The Big Green. The Big Green. The Big Green. That is a very different. I'm sorry. Contest. I had wine before I started. <laughs> <laughs> I had wine before we got here. It was an uh, hour and ninety five minute movie. An hour and. F- an hour, sorry, an hour and forty minute well, movie came out in ninety five. No, it's not the, the same big green <laughs> movie. I thought we were talking it's about. It's not a movie about people oh, executing people they cared about. Yeah, corrections department. I made that something like, to drink. What? Why are Timon Why and Pumbaa Puma before the right green before mile? Tom Hanks you know what kills? I love is no one questioned it until I actually was like, oh wait, you guys are saying it. that's not the I same movie. I did not want to call you out on it, but I was like, all right, maybe. Wow, maybe so Disney owns the green mile. I don't know. Now I know. You guys just trust that I'm right. Not anymore. We're going to oh, see what I can get away you. with now. Yeah, I trust that you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I trust nothing now. You know you're right. <laughs> Did you have a song? Do I have a song? Yeah. No? Oh, okay. 
I'm, I'm apparently just turning this into a movie podcast. <laughs> this is great. You know, which I'm all for. Yeah. <laughs> if we want to just start you know, reviewing movies. You know, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That one about the guy who commits crimes and goes to prison. And, uh, you know, then he dies. He doesn't die. He, gets he doesn't lo- die. He lobotomized. Yeah. No, it's that one where he dies. What? Are you talking about Old Yeller? Yeah. <laughs> I'm no longer going to have to use the same names. You guys are just going to let me get away with anything. It's going to be great. You guys I, both looked at me like, oh, wait, this is this is movie so different? This is so good. You guys have so much faith in it. New podcast. I have a movie haiku right here. New podcast <laughs> idea is just Carson saying the wrong movie title to the plot, and we have to figure out what the t- movie actually is. It's that one movie. You know, it's Cinderella where he's... He has a bar in Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> she's there and they dated in, in Paris. You're right. talking what about what a woman wants. And when right. he was exactly. a child, he had a slut named Rosebud. We all exactly. know the story. Did you say a slut named Rosebud? <laughs> <laughs> I did, Barry. Well, in summary, I did you ruined the movie. <laughs> no need to watch it anymore. All right. Barry, you had a particular song in mind, I know. Yes, and it's a beautiful, wonderful, amazing song. Yes. I was gonna do more adjectives, but it's called Let's Get Let's Get Down Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen does an amazing breakdance well, to it. Um. <laughs> It's a song that I've loved a long time, and it's called At Last by Etta James. And it's called At Last by Etta James? No, it's, it's the song called At Last. It is At Last. Performed by. It is, quote, At Last, unquote, by Etta James. And Those weren't sarcastic The quotes. lyrics are beautiful, but then the way she sings it is also beautiful. She just really makes you wait for every syllable. And it's one of the, you know, it's a very rare thing to have people sing the way they used to where they would find the space in the music and i i think it's kind of a lost art in in popular music certainly today because you just don't hear that amount of space that amount of room to let the music grow and to let the emotions grab you the way it used to be recorded i could be completely wrong uh, maybe it's just uh, you know me thinking things were better back in the nineteen early nineteen sixties. Nineteen twenties. You know, um, back when there was rampant racism. It was nineteen sixties. Like, hotel room when she was touring so around. At last, um, at last, wait. had was it was a there was done by Glenn Miller in nineteen forty one, and then uh, nineteen sixty one was the version that I believe the Ed James version. Okay, clarification. Yes. Um. I agree with you, Barry, on the space that we don't allow for anymore in music. And I think also, I mean, to be super superficial about it, but I mean, she's saying at last my love has come along. And I like the idea that she drags it out a little bit more to bring us into the emotion of I've been waiting for this. And at last we're here and this is happening. Which and I will also just say there are, this is going to go into it another topic we could talk about but songs that just don't ever come through as well as the cover even though this was not the original version of it right. Etta James kind of got that stamp on it mm-hmm. and yeah. I have not been nearly as fond of any version that has been performed Same. other than that and I recognize it's one that like people like to sing it it's like high school kids like to sing that mm-hmm. one and it, in some cases I'm like you know it's not that I'm going to say you don't have 
the emotional understanding, but I just don't feel like you're getting it all the way. Yeah. Yeah. She has a certain longing in her voice that makes you believe the lyrics that she's saying. Yeah. And you can't get that when you're 17, 18, even though you love the song. Well, I thought, I mean, I I completely understand why at uh, Obama's inauguration that Beyonce sang it. But I also heard an interview that Etta James was very hurt that she was not asked to sing it because... You know, she lived those through those tumultu- tumultuous times. Mm-hmm. I can't speak today, but she lived through you had wine before we got here. I had wine before <laughs> we got here, but she lived through those times, and she was so happy to see a black president in the White House, and then to have the song that she was made famous for, sung by someone else. I know right. that uh, she had was interviewed, and she was she was a bit hurt. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, you know. Nothing against Beyonce. She's a great artist. But for her to cover that song again, made famous mostly by Etta James, was a bit of a sore uh, point. And an incredible moment to be like for Etta James to make that song popular in that time as a black woman is a pretty incredible accomplishment. And I just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. So since we got that all really serious, I feel I should just go ahead and just make a list of other songs that mm-hmm. we did not talk about. Um, you very briefly referenced Can't Help Falling in Love. You have Make <gasps> My Dreams by Daryl Hall and John Oates. Um, love Fool by the Cardigans. Uh, how did we not talk about What is Love by Hathaway? Seriously, though. Um, get your head banging yeah, out. California well, Love I by Tupac. just listening to it. Can you, can you feel the love tonight? Um, this love by Maroon Five. I'm not gonna name the artist. Big bottom, fat oh. bottom girls. Um, did you have something you wanted to add? Well, just can you feel the love tonight? Is that is the person that listed no, that present? Oh, okay. Um, I want to know if it was the Lion King version or the Elton John version. It was the Elton John version. Okay, that was listed here, but it didn't specify in the paragraph, so I'm not really sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, Truly, madly, deeply by Savage Garden. Uh. And then, I mean, there, there's other ones. Oh, Breathe by Faith Hill. Um, that's one. Uh, which I can go ahead and share a funny story. Please do. I once broke up to broke up with a girl whilst dancing, slow dancing, to Breathe by Faith Hill. I'm sorry. You broke up with a girl. That is correct. While slow dancing to Breathe I by really Faith Hill. I really encourage you to try it. It's really the most <laughs> comfortable feeling ever. Also, I say, Carson, do it I... during the first verse, so that way you wait, can wait, wait, really, wait. you can wait, really wait, wait, wait. embrace all of the. How long is that song? Can you please just cl- um, just give me a second of clarification? You can embrace all four minutes of that song. <laughs> One second of clarification. You Correct. broke up with her during the first verse. Yeah, I did. And then and you, then you kept for the dancing throughout yeah. the rest of the verse. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Uh, not just that verse. To the, the rest, rest of the, of the song. song. I'm pretty sure I we I'm broke sorry. up in the first 30 seconds of that song. And, and then we kept dancing. dancing. Like, I don't know. We kept, like, we talked a little bit. And How? then she, we each went to different sides of, I went to the, the outskirts of the wall, of the <laughs> wall flowering. She went to the bathroom crying. I mean, pretty much we went our own separate ways Please at that point. tell the whole story, sir. Uh, I broke up with her. I mean. How old were you? I don't remember. Too young to really understand anything. But and how long defense, have you been dating? I don't remember, to be honest. Okay. It's been a long time. But I didn't know how to break up with a girl. And so I asked So someone, Breathe by Faith Hill on. was your in? Oh, I know. 
know how I'll break up with the girl. I asked for suggestions from another female. And the suggestion was, we should try to do it in like a nice, like a romantic or like a, a nice kind of way. So that way it won't be awkward. And I was like, great. You're a female. You know what's up. So... (laughs) This is what I should do. It'll be a comfortable way of breaking it. Because if you actually know what's going to happen, like there's a point where I'm like, oh, I'm not. This is before the days. I'm like, I'll just send a text or an instant message or anything. Oh, God, which I wouldn't do anyways. I wouldn't do. I didn't do. Can we just anyways. wait quick 30 seconds? Not even 30 seconds. But okay. just for any male or female listeners. Snapchat it. Of this podcast, please do not break up with your significant or insignificant other via text send an invite to tinder as the method of there telling them go. that you're breaking up with them just send them the link to your bumble profile and be like hey this is happening this is happening no <laughs> so i asked for a suggestion they said you should do it during you know you know i was going to be at a dance and mm-hmm. they said you should do it while a uh, dance is on slow dance with them explain your thoughts explain your reasons right. and break up with them in hindsight, <laughs> do not fucking do this. Actually, no. I, everyone should do this so you can really embrace it. But pick a really long song. Everyone is, should do this so that they have a story to tell on their podcast. Oh, God. Like, no, but I mean, like, it was one of those, like, it was that. You have never realized how long that fucking no, song no. is Hold until on, you stop. break up with someone in the first 30 stop. seconds. I just don't understand how you kept dancing. No, no, no. no. You, you guys have all got this wrong. You've all got this wrong. Okay. First of all, very important. He's in a public space. He's not going to be. He's not going to be murdered in any sort of. It was actually way. at a church too. <laughs> secondly, secondly, have you ever broken up with somebody? Yeah. In a very yes. open, <laughs> empty space that's very quiet, because you know what that quiet gives you? Lots of room for all your self doubts and lack of reasons for why you're an asshole but you were at a dance (laughs) where all kinds of all kinds of things were distracting you you made conversation afterward for god's sake no 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 i say stand up and be proud you broke (laughs) up at a dance at a church where you were probably both members uh nope we were not (laughs) anyway but the point is that was not great conversation to be had that 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 it really went on for all five years of that song. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here's my question, which is related. Have I ever been able to listen to the song the same way again? <laughs> no. That was not a question. huge loss. But my second question. Okay, so you started breaking up with her at the very beginning of the song, and how long did it take you? Okay, have you ever had and one of those like nervous things in your mind, like, don't say you need to fart. Don't say you need to fart. Oh God, I got a fart. Like, I don't know. It was one of those, like, I knew I was going to get there. So it was like, hey, yeah, I think we should break up. Hey, so how your da- how's your dad's cancer? Um, I think we need to break up. <laughs> it wasn't even like, a, I think. I know, it was like, I know I'm responsible up. for getting you to your job, which you need to pay for rent, but I don't think I'll be able to be so there The whole for thing you. was, though, it was like, it was not a question. It was a, we are breaking up. It was, we are breaking we up are breaking within up. the first 30 seconds of Breathe by Faith Hill. And pray tell, what did you talk about for the next 15 minutes of that song? <laughs> I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I do remember, though, that was the first time I actually listened to that song. <laughs> Talk about active listening. Just breathe. 
oh shit, like this is not good. Well, I mean, honestly, that is probably good Why advice in I that moment, though. Why didn't I do this to All-Star by Smash Mouth? <laughs> that would be a great breakup song. Honey, all that glitters is not gold. <laughs> Look, you know that all that glitters is gold? Somebody once told lie. me, welcome to Dumpsville. Population, you... No, I mean, it's one of those, it's not necessarily a proud moment of my It's life. not you, it's me. I can't stand you. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was an experience. Um, yeah. I don't know that I've ever told my wife about that one. If I would have told her about that, I'm not sure I'd be married now, but. Only Especially since the it was two weeks before the wedding. <laughs> oh, God. Look, I'm getting married in two weeks. She's a lovely lady. We've got a breakup. <laughs> I can feel the man. You don't understand. I got her parents' blessing. <laughs> Callbacks to things not on the podcast. The veins are literally poking out of Carrie's head right now. You see right in this area? I see how good I can be when I'm not drinking whiskey. <laughs> Well, I think we've kind of covered love songs. Anybody else? <laughs> That's about I it. Think... <laughs> well, until next time, I'm Karsten. I'm Carrie. I'm Barry. And we miss Josh. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, baby it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside.